welcome to my podcast, Conversations with the Bodhisattva. I'm Julia Kai, and I invite my guests to share and investigate experiences that have been significant and so led them to reflection, growth and transformation. Welcome to another Conversations with a Bodhisattva podcast. And today I am going to be having a conversation with you. I haven't got an Adi with me because I'm in Corfu and he's not. And so I am going to have a conversation about the space between us <clears throat> because in a relationship, the relationship takes place in the space between two people. So the relationship I'm having with you as I talk to you is taking place in the space between me and you. And it's what we put into that space that can affect, obviously, the quality of the relationship because the, it, can, it can also it can hurt the relationship or it can heal the relationship. And it's being very, very mindful that it is our responsibility of what we put there that makes the difference. There's been um, the misconception that people are looking out to the other to make them feel better, to give them what they want, to do what they want. And actually that only creates um, disappointment and pain. That, that doesn't, of course, mean that we wouldn't have a conversation with somebody when we're um, either going into a relationship with them of an intimate nature, either going into a marriage or a partnership, or we're going into doing a, a business project or anything at all. It doesn't mean we wouldn't have a conversation about how we would see it and what we both people are going to contribute, but it's actually at the deeper level being absolutely aware that we're the ones that are responsible for what we do to make that difference and to honour our part always and think in terms of being the best friend we can be, the best parent we can be, the best lover, the best partner, the best wife, the best husband. Um, I don't mean that in performance terms, by the way. I mean in terms of <clears throat> actually the best um, that we can be in that we're being, we're raising our vibration to make a difference to the space between, because actually that is the commitment. Every single day, this this universe is is all energy. We're all vibrating at different frequencies, and actually, <clears throat> again, it's our responsibility to be clearing away any um, low vibration, negative energies, um, in the terms of jealousy, anger, hatred, guilt, um, resentment, all of those um, lower vibe energies um, obviously will not be <clears throat> healthy or healing in the space in relationships. So there's also um, been a kind of idea that, that doesn't ever work, that someone out there is going to make us happy, someone out there if they change, things will get better. And of course, that just can create endless, endless cycles of pain, disappointment. So, I mean, as I said, it doesn't mean, given that I've done lots of podcasts and conversation about intentional dialogue, 
it doesn't mean that we wouldn't um, be able to um, with absolutely holding the, the space um, with honour be able to have a dialogue with somebody intentionally which means we wouldn't request the behaviour change <clears throat> or we wouldn't um, explore things but the the thing that damages relationships is the reactivity that's coming out of those um, energies that are lower vibe <clears throat> from our own issues from past issues reactivity is always always um, coming from something in the past that we haven't resolved and we might think the person out there has made us feel this or made us feel that but actually no one can actually make us feel anything we have to have the um, the vulnerability in us, the wound in us, whatever it is that means that it has touched um, something that we haven't resolved. So it's that awareness means that um, we will, can have more commitment to thinking about that space between us. That's also if we're um, bringing children into the world, the space between um, us, if we've brought children into the world is the space they're growing up in so it's being aware of that and and just in every moment when we're going to say something recognizing that how we say things um, the tone of voice we use um, how we communicate what we want to say um, how we do it is integral to what we're saying so it's being um, it's being conscious actually, it's being present, it's being um, willing to know that we're the ones that can make the difference to our own life but to the, also to the quality of, um, the, as I say, the space between them, both, therefore the relationship. Um, I, I believe that if everybody was um, committed to looking within themselves and recognising that their reactivities are something to do with them rather than the other so that when we get triggered it's actually to do with us and therefore there's some inner work to do if we were all committed to that and we were also all committed to listening to one another um, with properly to the end of what somebody's saying really endeavouring as I've talked about and Nadia and I talked about an intentional dialogue endeavour to get into the world of another if we properly um, are committed to that then um, we can we can heal we can heal the world interaction by interaction it's very it's very important um, when we are feeling upset by somebody out there whether it's partner, whether it's friend, whether it's colleague, or whether it's our child, whether it's our parent, um, whoever it might be, that every time that we are um, feeling upset and, and, and wanting to complain about them or get angry with them or um, disappointed or resentful or any of those things, that we always will look, if we're pointing a finger at somebody, and going, you, you've done this, you've done that, you've done the other, that actually we really look, when we point a finger, three point back, so that we are committed always to going, what's going on for me? What's going on for me? So I'm upset, so this person has done this thing.
but I'm upset. So that's the bit to look at first. This doesn't mean that we wouldn't then address something with somebody. It doesn't mean we put up with um, abuse or bad behaviour. It doesn't mean we, you know, acquiesce to everything. But again, it's first and foremost looking within ourselves and anything that has thrown us out off centre, triggered us, um, made us react. I say made us react, but we're reacting to. That first has to be cleaned up. That's the, that's the first work because then you're back in the present. And when we react, we can be up to 90% in the past. We're then coming with through a filter, a projection um, of the past. We're projecting all of our own you know, past pain, disappointments onto the situation in front of us. So we're not seeing it as it is. Projection can, is going on all the time. And it's really important to, at some levels, assume we're always projecting before you, before you're clear enough to recognise you're, you're back in the present and willing to get into the world of all the people in front of you. Um, it's also being aware that the quality of our relationships with other people are essentially dependent on the quality of the relationship we have with ourselves. We, yeah, we, we can't really have a, a really good relationship with others if there's um, self-criticism, self, um, berating ourselves, self-hatred, all of that um, will block our ability to properly, properly have good relationships with others because um, we're also not as able usually in those situations to receive love in the same way. So everything gets watered down. Somebody could be loving us 100%, but if we don't love ourselves, that we're not at ease with ourselves, we're not in our centre, we're not accepting of ourselves, then um, we can't give 100% back. So the love gets watered down and we will you know, give 50% back and then of course you can only receive 25% of the 50 that comes back and so on. So you can see how the whole thing gets watered down when we're not um, accepting of ourselves. And essentially, that's the, I think that's more important than anything, is to come into a place of acceptance. Because obviously there's often a lot of um, prevalence with people being hard on themselves, berating themselves, not feeling good enough, could do better, should do, ought to, lots of um, harsh inner narrative going on. And ultimately, it's important to really be aware of that narrative. And, and a process to a, a more centred place is, of course, to, to change the narrative, to retire the harsh inner critic and to have a, a kind voice that is encouraging and um, always supportive and always you know telling you that you you've done as well as you can and even if it didn't go quite as well as you wanted you've, you've got another chance and that's a really important process in the place to self-acceptance because really and truly for true freedom and true ability to you know relate in a way that creates a, a wonderful harmony in the space between is of course to clear away our issues 
But one of the first things that we need to do is to accept ourselves, accept ourselves with all that is, with all that's going on. Because only if we completely can accept ourselves can we then be prepared to recognise we have issues, to see it's us, to see that if we are triggered by something, this is me, it's all me, um, this isn't the other person, this is me, what, what's being touched here has the feeling of, you know, that I'm not good enough, is it that I'm not understood, I'm not loved, I'm not allowed to express, all these things. Um, it, it gives the opportunity, if we accept ourselves, to be able to go in and really, really clear away the issues because um, they limit our lives and they stop the enjoyment of it and they stop us being able to live with joy, which I think is our birthright to, we are all free, we can all live with joy and ease. It's there for all of us, but it is a commitment to moment by moment by moment being aware when we um, have reactivity, when we feel triggered, when we feel unhappy, when the energy in our body, the vibe drops, and being committed to in any given moment. Um, uh, break, come into the breath, come back into the present, come into the space to clear the feeling. So how do we clear these feelings? Um, I've talked about this before, but essentially we have to feel it to heal it and we need to be able to feel it in the body. And then we need to make sure we don't have a narrative on it that deepens it and keeps it in a psychological drama. So we need to suspend the narrative and be able to say something like, I am where I am, it's okay, I am who I am, it's enough there. Very standard mantras that can keep us present and allow us to play with the energy that's, that's feeling blocked or discomforting or um, painful and sometimes people find they can clear it with breath work but sometimes seeing the energy as colour, being able to change the colour, all manner of things that can shift it but it's actually knowing that we can shift it, that energy can be transmuted, can be transformed and that we can, yeah, we can do that. So then if we're committed to doing that then what we're putting in the space between us and another isn't going to be reactive because from reactivity can come judgment can come projection can come uh, expectation and trying to you know make someone behave in a way to make us feel better and of course that doesn't that, that doesn't serve us in relationship when we're um, more clear, when we're freer, when we're more relaxed, then we are able to share ourselves because in the process of clearing our own um, upsets, our own blocked energy, our own pain, our own issues, what happens is we get to be able to have um, essentially a very good relationship with ourselves. We come into our centre, we, we become full up essentially, we're not trying to fill the empty parts in us with somebody out, out there, either somebody or something, because when we are looking out there for the person to make us feel better, um, inevitably, I've said this before, but inevitably the very person who we get 
um, form a relationship, whatever, generally we will, if we're not resolved and we're not at ease, this that very, the very person who we believed was going to make our lives better was going to give us the kind of fairy tale. Inevitably, um, things come up that uh, disappoint or we, um, the things we found attractive, we start to find unattractive because we're often perhaps attractive to, um, attracted to a disowned part of ourselves. So maybe we were always told to be quiet as we were growing up and we get attracted to somebody who's very lively and outgoing and, um, and more noisy and then the very thing we might have first been attracted to can start to irritate because it's not claimed in our, ourselves. Um, it can be the same with getting attracted to somebody very artistic and without routine perhaps, not that I'm saying artists don't have routine, but someone who's more flowing in their the way they like to live their life and we may have been brought up in a, a family that's more rigid and lots of routine and the very thing we found attractive at first could be the very thing that then starts to irritate because it's um, been unclaimed in ourselves. So that's where again the awareness of really uh, so number one accepting ourselves. number two being prepared to look at all of our issues all of our reactivity and, and then number three being really mindful of what we put in the space between us and another it means that we're wholly responsible for transforming our own life and it's very empowering we're not looking for someone else to be doing it we're, we're conscious in every moment that we're making the difference, that we can um, raise our own vibration, that we can clear our own disappointment, that we can um, live, a, live a life that's joyous and easeful. And that um, it's, yeah, it's up to us. And of course, there's also a very, um, which we've talked about before again, the thing to remember that's very key about not putting in the space between us in relationship is um, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, which I've mentioned before, but um, John Gottman uh, did lots of research on this. He's a great um, therapist, relationship um, guru, and these four things uh, go on in relationships often but ideally they should never go on. We should eliminate them completely. Um, and they are criticism. There's always a need in criticism. So if you're feeling that you want to put criticism into the space between you and another, think what your need is, think what you're actually asking for, and then you'll be in a position to ask. And um, it's a very different thing to have a, a dialogue, intentional dialogue, where you might request something. As I said, that's, of course we do that in relationship. And the next one is defensiveness. And those two kind of could be quite familiar bedfellows. One person criticizes, the other defends, or somebody's always very quick to defend. Um, and it's, it's being aware all the time to feel that energy coming up in the body. You know, if we, if we know we're going to criticize, think what, what's the, the need? Um, if we're feeling defensive, Press pause before we utter anything. 
Then, of course, there's contempt, which is you know raising your eyebrows about somebody. Um, and then there's stonewalling, which is just you know somebody's talking and you're ignoring them, or you blank them, or you walk away. All those things are very destructive to the space, and they're particularly. Uh, this is the irony of it, that they're often prevalent in lots of relating. So that would be just even being mindful of those four things. Um, will also help with the um, process of looking within, because if you're feeling to do those things, then it's recognising to look within what the discomfort is inside you and look at what's going on in, in there. So I think that is essentially it um, and I hope that's been useful and it's very lovely to um, be engaging with you and um, thank you for engaging with me and together we've been obviously creating harmony and engagement and connection in the space between us and so I look forward to next week um, having a conversation with Anadi again and thank you for listening thank you for listening Conversations with the Bodhisattva is a weekly podcast look out for my next episode